Welcome to Journal Talk, a weekly podcast about journal writing for passion, clarity, and purpose. Passion. Reignite that passion for the things and people you care about most. Clarity. Discover who you are and what you really want. Purpose. Get to the heart of life's issues to remember your divine purpose. And now, here's your host of Journal Talk, Nathan Oren. Hello and welcome to episode number 57 of Journal Talk. This is the weekly podcast for passion, clarity, and purpose through journal writing. And many of you already know I have two different websites. One is writeforlife.com. That's the write like you're writing, not not the right to life. <laughs> not to be confused with the anti-abortion right to life website. Not that. It's write for life, like you're writing for life. Writeforlife.com or writeforlife.us. It has a bunch of tips and techniques for journal writing. It's where I post all of these journal talk episodes. I have articles and other things, book reviews there. I also have another website called easyjournaling.com, and that's all about the electronic tools of the trade. And I share news and training using journaling apps. Uh, it could be for your desktop computer or your iPad or even journaling on your smartphone, which I used to think was ridiculous, time-consuming, and impossible. Coming soon, I'll share a tip that I learned so that I could actually use my smartphone in a much easier way to do my journaling. Recently, I came across this app called iFeelio. That's right, little I and then feel, F-E-E-L-I-O, iFeelio. Very clever name. It's not exactly a journal writing app, but it is a very simple and clever app about recording your feelings. All it does is ask two questions. What am I feeling in this moment right now? And what's going on? What's what's happening? I recommend giving it a try. It's available for either iPhone or Android. So just about any uh, smartphone that you have, if you go to whatever store, your iTunes store or your Google Play store, you should be able to look it up under iFeelio. Give it a try. It's especially for those people who have absolutely no time for keeping a journal, but you're smart enough and you're aware enough to appreciate the value of checking in with yourself on a habitual basis. So this is what that app is perfect. It's it's exactly what it does. There's nothing fancy about it. It's very easy, straightforward, and it just helps you to stop and appreciate a single moment in time, whatever it might be, whether it's a whether it's a frustrating moment or a peaceful moment. It takes 30 seconds or less, so you can literally do it any time of the day except while you're driving. Not a good thing to do while you're driving. <laughs> And since most people carry their smartphones around everywhere they go, it is so convenient. I mean, it's better than carrying your journal around with you. You know, the best apps I have found get their start by doing one thing really, really well, especially if that one thing is something that really makes a huge difference. And checking in with your feelings, being aware of what's going on inside you, and that is the core of living a life of passion, clarity, and purpose. Just understanding and appreciating what's going on. Even if you don't like it or, you know, even if you don't know how to put words on it, just the paying attention and getting to more comfort level with checking in and trying to put some words to it. I gave this app a big thumbs up and today 
I have the author and inventor of this app, Jim Kleiber, as my special guest on the show with me. Jim has quite a few inspiring stories to share, so I'm going to transition right into the interview. And you'll notice, as I was talking with him, I really appreciated the power of authenticity that he that he exudes in his in his voice and in his story. So as you listen to this interview, you'll notice that Jim has not only trained himself to recognize his own emotions, but there's really an appreciation of them, a sort of allowing of those emotions. And just mastering that one simple skill, I can see he's learned so much about who he is and his world, and now he is literally being invited all over the world, sharing with people this art of emotional self-defense. There's a lot of stuff in this interview. I hope you enjoy meeting Jim Kleiber. And with me now is Jim Kleiber. Hi, Jim. How are you? Good, Nathan. Fine. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, great to have you here. I'm really excited to share about iFelio, mostly about that. But then when I found out that you were doing this emotional self-defense class, I became very interested as well. So there's lots of stuff to talk about. And uh, thanks for your time. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're welcome. I'm, I'm excited to talk as well. So <laughs> Yeah. And side bonus, I always love it when there's a guy willing to talk about journal writing. That's like, you know, a rare thing for some reason. I don't know why that is, but um, I have ideas about why that is. But it's always great to have a male on the program. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> In fact, maybe, maybe you know what, maybe we could start with that. That's actually a great way to talk about, if you don't mind, sharing about how Ifelio came to be in existence. It's a great story. You know, it's, it's one of those questions that I think changes every time people ask me. Because uh -oh. there's so many different reasons. There's, no, there's just so many different reasons why I'm why I started to work on it and still work on it. One of the main reasons was that it came down to a moment. Uh, I was in a bookstore in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and I was in the Buddhist section. I was looking at books and there was a beautiful lady there. And I said, Oh, look at, I can teach, you know, I could teach her about a beautiful, uh, you know, Buddhist book. And I said, Oh yeah, you should check out these books. And she goes, Oh, I'm, I'm quite neurotic about this stuff. I said, Oh, okay. We ended up speaking for two hours in the bookstore. Wow. Turns out she's a psychotherapist. And throughout the conversation, just very, you know, engaging conversation, she asked me this question. She goes, How do you feel right now? I'm like, uh, uh. And she's like, No, no, right now. How do you feel? I'm like, uh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> and I considered myself a very well educated person. I had gone to university, a bachelor's degree, and just, you know, did well in school and this and that. Very, you know, fortunate background. And I couldn't answer that really basic question. And so that really started to eat away at me. It's like, why can't I answer how do I feel? It's very simple, but it's so difficult. Mm. And uh, at my uh, job, I worked a consulting job, and I had a boss that was just telling me, he's like, Jim, you should keep a journal. I said, yeah, 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 I know, I know. He's like, no, 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 Jim, you should really keep a journal. I was like, uh-huh, I get, yeah, I know, I know. He goes, no, Jim, keep a journal. And I says, I, I know I'm supposed to keep a journal. I want to keep a journal. That's not the problem. I just don't enjoy keeping a journal. I, I don't mm -hmm. like my handwriting. I hate staying up late. I don't know what to write. I always forget 
what actually happened during the day and just write the events, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so I feel you really was born out of this idea that I want to know how I feel and I want to keep a journal and I want to make it really, 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 really simple and private so I can be really honest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very good. So I've, I built it for me and I've used it, I'd say over 3000 times uh, since the end of 2012. Wow. 3000 feeling entries. Yeah. So I've asked myself that question. How do I feel? And uh, the second question is what is happening? Over 3,000 times. Wow. Wow. That's great. And it's still difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Has it gotten any easier? It has. Oh, it's tremendous. It has gotten tremendously easier. It's still very difficult. It's a very hard linguistic problem, actually. I Uh can talk about that for hours. (laughs) (laughs) Have Have you ever thought back to what was making it so difficult back in that bookstore in the in the Buddhist section talking to that beautiful girl i would say most americans but especially a lot of men pretty much people around the world but especially a lot of american men are taught not to express how they're feeling because people say it's a sign of weakness you're not supposed to cry you're not supposed to be angry you're not even supposed to get too excited or too proud about things and so feel when feeling is equated as a sign of weakness and weakness is one of the worst feelings that you can have, then you don't want to do it. Mm. I always thought, you know, that I could rationalize my way out of everything until I realized that if you want to have a deep relationship with somebody or if you just want to have happiness, happiness is not a rational thought. It's an emotion. Mm -hmm. If you want to feel proud, you can't feel proud by doing rational things. You feel proud by feeling proud, allowing yourself to feel. Mm -hmm. And so... Mm -hmm. I just realized it's connected to so many different things. And I've lived in many different parts of the world. And and that hesitancy to express our feelings really eats us up from the inside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I've lived in a lot of places. I lived in Tanzania for a couple of years. I lived in Europe for a little bit. I lived in Latin America. I've lived in lots of different spots in the U.S. And I've interacted with people who are really rich, people who are really poor, people who are white, people who are black, many different backgrounds. I studied intercultural communication. And what I realized is that all of us keep trying to empathize with other people from a very intellectual perspective. Hmm. Like it's to walk into somebody else's, you know, walk in somebody else's shoes, but it's to to think what they're thinking. And it's very hard for me to think what you're thinking, Nathan. I have no idea what you're thinking. You probably have a very different background from me in terms of uh, social identity, in terms of education, in terms of uh, family experience, in terms of just where you were born, in terms of you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, what foods I I don't yeah. know what it's like to be Nathan. I know what it feels like to be human. I can feel sad, I can feel angry, I can feel confused, and I imagine you feel sad, angry, confused as well, or excited, or proud, or nervous, or in love. And so I can't connect to you from the the head. I can connect to you from the heart. Mm, and so mm. where we start getting somewhere is where we stop trying to understand each other, and we start connecting to each other. Mm, mm. There we go. Yeah, well said. Yeah, the heart's the place where we connect. Wow. Think of what that would mean in the workplace, you know, with all the cultural diversity and the 
we go through all this all the time of cultural awareness and sexual harassment, you know, training and all this stuff about, you know, we're trained to rationalize and understand each other rationally rather than just, you know, what are you feeling? You know, how do we connect by our emotions? I will never know what it's like to be a woman or a female or, you know, mm-hmm. even this, you know, like there's, there's many different gender categories and I don't know what it's like. I won't understand what it's like, but I can imagine how it might feel based on how, you know, other things that make me feel the same way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think once we, we start, you know, stop trying to know everything and start trusting and just connecting to each other, then it's a whole different experience. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you, I think that does very much touch on why there are, you know, a lot fewer men keeping journals or talking about keeping journals. But, you know, the interesting thing is we did this digital journaling challenge where where I, I invited people to try keeping a journal online or in some digital format, even if it's just, you know, in their private space of their, you know, of their Word document or something. And I was amazed how many men signed up for that. So, there was something about the technology part of it that maybe attracted more men than usual. There's still, there were still more women, but it was like, instead of, you know, 5% men and 95% <laughs> women, it was something closer to 50, 50. I think it was about 65, 35. And I was really quite amazed that there were so many men willing to step forward and talk about it. We joined a Facebook group. We had a great time with it. And I realized, you know, there's something about the technology part of it that, you know, the nerdy side of, of feelings or something. I, I don't know how to explain it. How are you finding people well, who use your app? Well, there's this, there's this weird thing when it comes to men and emotions and feelings, right? So the word feeling is you're not really supposed to talk about it as men. And, oh, if you call a man emotional, then it's, it's, you know, it's almost anathema. But at the same time, men will stay glued to watch the Super Bowl. They will watch every single baseball game and get so enthralled into the emotion that it's okay. (laughs) And so there's this weird dichotomy that, yes, men know that they feel and want to feel, except there are a lot of venues where they're not supposed to feel. Mm -hmm. So when you think of a a journal, you often think of a diary. When you think of a diary, you think of a book that's got flowers written all over it and, you know, (laughs) just talking about how you're totally just falling in love. You think of like a 13-year-old girl writing in it, going through puberty, and, you know, having a little lock and key on it. You don't think of a famous leader. You don't think of Lewis and Clark keeping journals. You don't think of... I mean, I, I'm not sure, but I imagine when you don't think of Winston Churchill as being a very emotional man right. from some of the things I've read. He, he was a, a quote unquote cry baby. I mean, he would cry a lot. He was incredibly sensitive to sadness, whereas mm. that's in our society is, is really downplayed, mm-hmm. looked down upon. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about the app and a little bit about how it works and and what you see when uh, uh, some of the stories maybe that you've uh, heard people using it and um, and any stats you have about downloads. Sure. Um, so the app is basically just, it's a very simple app. It exists, it's on iPhone, it's on Android, and you download it. It's completely private. So I say that 
meaning I don't know who downloads it, how often they use it. Right. The information right. that you put into there stays only on your phone. It doesn't go to some cloud. It doesn't, I'm not analyzing your data. I have no idea. All I know is the number of downloads that comes from the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store, and things like that. Right. And I'm so adamant about this because I think it's the reason why a lot of people feel comfortable trying it. Because this is deep, dark, intimate stuff. You're putting in, you know, your shame, your vulnerability, you, you know, being proud of something that you're not supposed to be proud of. And to think that somebody was prying through it would be very, very uh, scary and uh, intimidating. And so I say that because what people have told me, again, I don't get indirect feedback. I get pretty direct feedback from friends or friends of friends or whoever's downloaded it. Uh, through email and other conversations. And they've told me some things that I can't even fathom. I mean, this one lady used Ifelio for three weeks and she says, Jim, we need to talk. And I said, okay. She's like, no, no, we need to talk now. I said, okay. So we got on Skype and we talked for two hours and she says, no, you don't understand. This is changing. This has changed my relationship with my mother. I was like, what? She says, and it's changed my relationship with my ex-husband. I was like, what? <laughs> and it's changed the relationship with my estranged brother. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like, wow. I, I can't believe this. And she's like, no, 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 believe it. And she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And she's like, no, this is real. And she said, just by, you know, paying attention to those emotions, she was able to have a, a paused reaction to her mom. So it was, you know, her mom called and, and was asking about something. And she typically would have just, you know, lashed out back at her mom. But she paused for a second and imagined, you know, just said how she was feeling to herself and then responded calmly to her mom and her mom responded calmly as well. And she's like, whoa, I, what? <laughs> I've had, you know, other people tell me that, you know, just by putting down their feelings, they were able to get past them. Mm. I had this, oh, this one person told me that she had a realization before she actually even put anything into the app. So she pulled it out and she, all it is is just two questions. How do I feel? which is, you know, emotional tags, word mm -hmm, tags. Mm -hmm. um, and then what's happening, which is 140 characters, just like a tweet. Mm -hmm. And so this lady pulled it out and she went to answer, how do I feel? And she's like, uh, cool or good. And she goes, huh, wait a second. Those aren't really feelings. I guess I don't know how to answer that question. I typically just say, oh, that's awesome. Huh. <laughs> I'm like, wait, you had a realization about emotions without even typing something into it? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> So it's, it's had one of this, this effect where it's really, really, really helped a lot, uh, the people that have been using it. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I mean, I don't know the statistics or I'm sure there's research, but it just seems pretty obvious to me that people who are more in touch with what they're feeling have greater self-confidence that they're able to they, they their fears about public speaking their fears about success their fears about business have diminished i mean i don't know there's probably studies done on all that stuff but it just seems like you know only natural that if you can doesn't mean you have to master your feelings even just being aware of what they are on a more consistent basis gives you so much more insight in how you tick and what makes you tick and what makes you want to tick that it would, you know, open the door for so much more contentment, happiness, and, and feeling more in control of, you know, who you are and, and what you want. Well, and Nathan, that, that leads me to um, 
a guy asked me once, uh, you know, a professor that was in business and very sharp man and very you know, kind of direct. And I pitched Ophelia to him and he says, why wouldn't I just use Evernote for a journal? Why would I use your thing? Mm-hmm. And I responded, defended myself and got all flustered. And then I walked out very angry, not angry, but motivated, somewhat angry, but motivated. Mm-hmm. And um, I went home and the next couple of days I researched, why do people journal? And so what I came across was that people keep a journal for one of three reasons. One is about the past. And so it's about remembering what happened. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's about keeping notes. It's about taking pictures. It's about showing yeah, to logging, yourself and to yeah. someone else in the future. Like this is what happened and looking back with nostalgia. The second reason is about the present. So it's you have something that's just bursting out of you. You need to put it somewhere. You have all these emotions that are running through you. You just need to get them out somehow, mm-hmm. whether that's on paper, whether it's spoken, whether it's in poetry. But journaling seems to be a, a strong avenue for that. And then the third one is about the future. So it's really about how do I want to be in the future? And so in, the, in processing what's going on now so that you can look at the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, figure I out your have, patterns and your trends so you don't do those things. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just, I had never thought of it that way before. But yeah, that makes perfect sense. Past, present, future reasons for keeping a journal. And so when I was, when I thought about this way, I was like, well, okay, Evernote was really good for remembering things. It's really good. I mean, it stores everything. It stores on multiple platforms, this and this and this. So it's really good at the past. The present, eh, it's not so good because it takes a while to get stuff out. It's not so quick to open. Because it's not private, you may not feel as uh, comfortable expressing yourself fully. Because it's not structured, it may be very hard to express yourself fully because you can go in many different directions. Mm-hmm. But what I noticed where it really stood out was the third part, which is future. It's, it's recognizing the patterns. It's being able to see. You know, I don't, I don't think Evernote's good at this at all. Because you can just throw things in there and it's a catch note. It's you don't. It's hard to start to see patterns. My background, I worked in many things, but one thing I worked in was innovation consulting. And it was all about how do you see patterns of information. Mm. And so one of the reasons I feel you structured the way it is, it doesn't give you graphs or charts. You go back and you can sort, you can filter, you can search, you can color code the different emotions. And the whole reason behind that is, how can you shift information so that you can start to see your own patterns? Mm. Even asking yourself the same questions, you know, how do I feel and what's happening over and over again, helps you structure your information in a way where you can start to see the patterns. You can be like, oh, wait a second. At this time on this day, I said this. Oh, but I said this completely opposite thing the next day (laughs) to the same (laughs) questions. Oh, or one thing that's really, one thing that really impacted me was looking back and going, wow, I felt the same feeling four times in the same month and I haven't realized it. Uh, Uh-oh, this feeling's real. (laughs) Yeah, 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 interesting. And so for me, it's it's been more, I mean, you can also look back and and entries if you want to search dates and things like that and see, oh my gosh, like a year ago, this is what was going on. And it's also good for the present. But I found really for the, you know, the present and also recognizing your patterns for the future. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Well, Jim, this is great. I want to hear about the emotional self-defense when we get back. Hold on with me here for just uh, a minute, and I'd love to hear more. Excellent. Thanks, Nathan. You're listening to Journal Talk, a podcast featuring techniques, inspiration, and expert interviews for journal writing. 
If you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach Nathan directly through email at nathan at easyjournaling.com. If you have a question for our Journal Talk Q&A session, please leave a voice message on the Journal Talk listener hotline at 1-805-751-6280. We'll send you a thank you gift if we feature your question on an episode of Journal Talk Q&A. Thanks for sharing your voice. And now, back to more Journal Talk. Okay, welcome back to Journal Talk. I'm here with Jim Kleiber, the creator of iFeelio. It's an app on both uh, the Android and the, the iPhone platforms of your cell phone, your smartphone. You can download and answer the question anytime you, you like, what am I feeling and what's going on, what's happening right now? And uh, we just got through talking about the app and how it works and how it's provided people with great insight and had tremendous impact for people. I used it, I think I used it for about a month. And I, I really noticed even just for myself that as much as I write a journal, having a place to just go and say, you know, I, I, I would kind of wait till I was ex- experiencing some, you know, emotion, like, I, I don't know what to call this, I'm going to open this up, I'm going to name it something. And uh, I had I had fun just sort of recording my odd moments of that month. That was fun. But now it's turned into tell us, Jim, uh, tell us how it's turned into this or I don't even know if it, it shifted it, it. I think just because of you who you are, I think you've taken this feeling thing to a whole new level. And I think of you as a totally different person now than when you were in that Buddhist bookstore. oh goodness um you're a you're a what's that uh martial arts form of uh martial arts krav maga Mm, krav maga krav maga yeah i see see that the the krav maga of emotional intelligence (laughs) (laughs) so here's here's the story really so i was using ifilio and this was in 2013 I was in a relationship. One of the things that the lady expressed to me in the relationship, she's like, you know, I, and it, she didn't say this with any malice. So I, I say that uh, ahead of time. She's like, you know, what? if we were in a dark alley or something, I don't know if uh, I would feel comfortable with you protecting us. And I heard that and I was a little shocked. But then Ooh, I thought about it. I was yeah. like, you know what? I feel, I don't feel confident that I would be able to defend us. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I've never been in a fight, in a physical fight. I've never been in a fight. I played sports, but I never like boxed with anyone or did, huh? And so I had dabbled in martial arts before, and so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take a self defense class. And so I went online and I found this. I, I like, you know, I'm taking this class. And so I went online and I found Krav Maga, and uh, I sent them an email, and they said, okay, come on out. And I went out, and I went there. It was, I think, three months straight. I went there for five days a week. Wow. Because I knew what I wanted. I used the app and I knew how embarrassed and how uncomfortable I felt with a physical confrontation. Yeah. And so I knew I wanted to feel very, I wanted to feel confident in my ability to def- defend not only myself, but somebody I loved. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so I, it was a very clear decision for me. It's like, I want to take this class. And so that's kind of how it all started. And then I really loved Krav Maga. I really loved the class. I love workshops where, you know, and one for, or one, I get to hit things really hard and I get to move my body around. I played tons of sports growing up. So I like to not sit behind a computer all day. 
And and tell and people so, for for those who may not have heard what Krav Maga is. I I only have a little bit of insight because there's a Krav Maga studio right next to where I work, so I see people coming in and out of there with strange devices and um, <laughs> running around the block with heavy objects tied down, you know, tied on. The, I mean, there's all kinds of strange things going on in there. Tell us about what Krav Maga is. <laughs> so Krav Maga is a, it's an Israeli self-defense technique. It's been used to train, you know, the Israeli uh, defense forces, I believe. But the whole idea was it's a very, very practical self-defense martial arts. And it's very tough. Like if you learn how to hit people really hard and hurt people really quickly. Again, the goal is not to hurt people, but to stop fights. Mm. And so I really liked how it compared to many other martial arts was just very, very practical. It leverages how the body naturally responds to things mm. in, ter- you know, in terms of if you're being choked or if somebody's attacking you from the side, you leverage how the body naturally responds. And so I, I love the class. I found so much benefit out of it intellectually, but also physically. Mm-hmm. And then so it was just a couple of months ago, I was sitting behind my computer working on Iphelio. And it just hit me. You know, it hit me a few times, but it really hit me that last time. I think this happens for us a lot of times. You know, you get that like, oh, hmm, I had this thought. And then finally you get the the, the big thought that punches you in the face. Right, and you go, right. Huh. Why did I quit all of the consulting firms and other things I worked at before? So, you know, because I was sitting behind the desk too much. To start my own company and sit behind a desk. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> This is not what I wanted to do. What do I want to do? I want to be interacting with lots of people face-to-face in a classroom setting where I'm teaching and and exploring and helping people train through some of these things that I'm learning. Oh, wait a second. What if I had a class that was similar to Krav Maga but was teaching the emotional side of things? So instead of defending yourself from physical attacks, you're defending yourself from emotional attacks. So instead of protecting your your physical life, you're protecting your self-worth. Mm. And so, again, it, this was born out of something that I wanted and I needed. And I looked around and I didn't like a lot of the classes that were being offered, not because they weren't useful, and I still think they're useful, just that a lot of the classes that are offered for emotional work are really soft or seem soft. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. So I grew up playing football. I grew up, you know, just surrounded by tons of sports and I grew up in the Midwest. And so soft and weak, I mean, for men in general, that's something we don't express. So you probably don't see a lot of men or just people in general who don't like soft and weak at yoga classes or in meditation Mm -hmm, or in new mm -hmm. age spiritual Uh, you know, new age spirituality practices, or et cetera, et cetera. There are a lot of things that are being offered, but even emotional intelligence is trying to be packaged as a tough thing, but isn't as, still doesn't seem that tough to me. Yeah, I think what I hear you saying is a lot of the curriculum, if you will, that's designed to help people get in touch with their feelings is in itself you know, a very gentle, very nurturing, very, you know, very, we want to be supportive and we want to be inclusive. And that's not how life happens. <laughs> you know, life happens 
like it just comes at you and you know people say things and there are you know bitter things that come up and there are mean things hurled at people and there are tough situations that people are in and we're not always in that space of you know being gentle and caring and let's see if we can tenderly understand our feelings and so i think what you're saying is you're approaching it from the very practical like hey this is what's happening how are you feeling <laughs> or have i yes, jumped ahead yes, like, have i jumped how ahead you, how are, yeah how are you actually feeling i think one of my personal frustrations is i lived in boulder colorado for a while and i live out in the bay area now and there are a lot of people who and I want to preface this. In every culture and subculture, there are emotions that you're supposed to express and other emotions that you're supposed to hide. Mm-hmm. So some that you're supposed to show, some you're supposed to hide, some you're supposed to not, you know, pretend like you're not having and some that you're supposed to allow. What I found in a lot of the the meditation, yoga, uh, new age spiritual practices is that an emotion that you're not really supposed to show is frustration or anger. You can show tenderness, you can show, you can cry, you can be gentle, but you can't, you're not supposed to be frustrated because you're supposed to be calm. You're supposed to be calm all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no. And so I've had personal frustrations in, in working with somebody and just friends that they, they try, they're telling you that they're calm, but they don't seem calm to you. And so you're like, no, no, just be frustrated. I know you're frustrated. It's okay to be frustrated. And so... That's some of my personal um, you know, frustration with some of those classes and what's, I'm not going to, you know, sit and bash those classes because we all, again, we all have different things. And so, but I took that frustration and channeled it into, okay, how could I make a class that's for the people like me who don't like to show helplessness or being weak or too soft, a mm-hmm. class where they can start to explore some of these things. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you come up with? How does it work? So emotional self-defense is a one-hour class that is modeled after the structure of Krav Maga. And so for the first 20 minutes, people come in and we do physical activities. So get people in their body and do challenging physical activities. So, um, for example, one of them is where you stand on one leg for about two minutes and push yourself to the, you know, as far as you can go with one leg in the air and the other one on the ground. And then for the you know next two minutes, you switch and do the other leg. And these physical activities are, one, to get people in their body and really to stretch out different parts of the body because emotions are related to the body. But the other aspect is to teach metaphors for emotions that don't always have to do with intellectual things. So the reason that we do the balance is to show people, listen, physical balance and emotional balance are related. Emotional balance, mm. I always thought, was about staying still and staying in the middle, staying calm 100% of the time until I talked to my um, really good friend back in Colorado who has the Guinness world record for longest wheelie in an hour. So Whoa. man was on a mountain bike, went on one wheel for an hour. He went 16 miles. Whoa. And so I was talking to him, Chris, he's a wonderful guy. I was talking to Chris. I said, Chris, why, how? And he says, Jim, you know, when I was a kid, I used to pop wheelies all the time. But it wasn't until one day I realized it wasn't about uh, staying in balance. It was learning about getting back to balance. Mm. So it was about going out to my limits and finding my limits and still being able to get back to balance. And so in the class, we do balance activities to 
help people embody the fact that it's not about not getting angry. It's about allowing yourself to feel angry, but not falling down. Ah. So it's to strengthen the muscles so that you can still bring yourself back. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So feeling the feeling and, and then being strong enough to stay grounded or, or to bring yourself back to center. Yeah. yeah. So that's the first part of the class. Okay. The second part of the class is really the main part of the class. And that's dealing with emotional scenarios. And so these emotional scenarios include uh, rejection or betrayal or loss or passive aggression or on the opposite, flattery and compliments or love. Any scenario that can typically spark people into um, very deep emotions, uh, whether that's anger or shame or pride or jealousy or some of these emotions that we call quote unquote negative emotions, mm -hmm. but also the positive ones as well. And as a side note, I don't really believe there are positive and negative emotions. I think there are emotions that are useful or not useful based on the context. Mm -hmm. So we partner up and I put, you know, some of the students through these exercises where I say, okay, partner A, you're going to go up to partner B and you're, you're going to think about something you really need. And you're going to ask partner B for something that you really need right now. You're going to ask for help. And partner B, it's your duty to reject partner A. Like reject them so they feel rejected. Mm. And the idea with this is if we start practicing going through these scenarios, one, you're more familiar with the scenario. S similar to what they do in Krav Maga, you practice with rubber knives or rubber guns so that when you see a knife in real life, you don't freak freeze out. Up. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's similar with this, so that when you see rejection, you don't freak out. So we do that, but we also teach a three-step technique to get out of it. And so the three-step technique is first you tell the truth about how you're feeling. Often we don't want to tell somebody how we're feeling, especially if it's a vulnerable experience. Right, um, right. And somebody just, we think the other person is not on our team. They're attacking us. They're on the other side. The problem is whether you verbally tell them or not, they're probably going to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, our emotions are written all over our face. Darwin studied them a long time ago. I mean, our emotions help us communicate with each other non-verbally. And so if you're saying one thing with your face and your posture and your body language and saying another thing verbally, people don't trust you that much anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so they won't really listen to the rest of the stuff you're saying because they can tell you, you know, in the tone of your voice, you're still frustrated, even though you're thanking them. Right, um, right, right. So the first part is to say the truth about how you feel. The second part is to pull back and imagine how the other person might be feeling. And again, to say this out loud, to let the other person know that you're thinking about how they might be feeling so it's to inform them that you're considering their opinion. Or not their opinion, but their feeling. Uh -huh. But it's also for you to rehumanize the person. In these situations, we want to say, oh, this person's an idiot or this person's, oh, it's a bastard who did this to me or gosh, what, what a loser. What a, no, 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 no. Pull back. And it's hard to say someone's a bastard when you imagine that they're feeling sad and they're struggling through a divorce and they're, you know, it's really frustrated because they have been trying to get this job for a long time, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It's really yeah. hard that when you put that, the human feelings onto it, it's yeah. really hard to still think that the person is 100% a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And how does this, how does this part of the class go usually? I could see it going a lot of different ways. 
Okay, and, and, and let me just say the third part. So sure, the third sure. step to wrap it up is now that you've rehumanized the other person, it's to connect to them. Basically say how you hope or wish that they'll feel, but to do it in such a direct way is kind of difficult. The whole main thing is to connect to the person and really just appreciate them or, or forgive them or thank them or apologize to them. It's basically to reach out with love. Mm. So the whole mm. concept is you, we have all these emotional situations that want to drive us apart makes us feel really disconnected from each other. Mm-hmm. How do you flip it so that after doing the three steps, you yourself feel more connected to the person than you did when it started? Ah, ah okay. Can, can you walk us, maybe, and one thing the journal talk listeners are always asking, can, can we get an activity? Let's do, let's do an exercise or something that people can try out. Maybe you can provide a specific scenario and walk us through it or maybe you're partner a and i'm partner b or something and we can walk through the uh, an example that you that... <laughs> oh it's terrifying <laughs> <laughs> oh wow that's uh, a terrifying thought that's a terrifying thought to do on a podcast <laughs> but the reason why i started the class again was because i want to get better at this so if you want to we can go through this and i can let, let's go through this so what i'm going to do is i'm going to think about something that's near and dear to me right now that I really need help with. And I'm going to ask you for help with it. It's your duty, Nathan, to reject me and make it feel like rejection. So let's see. Let me get into my part. That's that's not uncomfortable for me either on a podcast. <laughs> I'm struggling whether to know to focus on Iphelia or to focus on this class. My drive wants to focus on the class, but... I don't want to leave Iphelio behind and I don't really know what to do. Um, I really need help with this, Nathan. Can you help me figure this out? Jim, I really don't have time to talk about that. And honestly, I don't think it really matters. I I feel okay hearing that actually, Nathan. I, I know that you're a really busy guy and I imagine that you're feeling quite overwhelmed with all the stuff that you have going on and... I just appreciate you saying the the truth. And when you say it doesn't matter, what I heard was that I'll be fine any way that I go. So I feel quite confident in going forward. And I just, again, wanted to appreciate you for for saying what you were honestly feeling. Wow. Wow. Bravo. (laughs) And so we end that. And then my comment to you is I didn't feel that rejected. Oh, okay. Because I didn't, I didn't do a very I, good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, and a lot of us don't because a lot of us aren't used to rejecting people. Like, yeah, a, yeah. A pro- I would say a quote-unquote proper rejection is where I feel really ashamed or really inferior or really broken. Uh, uh. Um, and so in your statement, I didn't hear you attack my character at all. Mm. You didn't say I wasn't worthy of like that. You said it doesn't matter. I heard, Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be fine. You didn't say it doesn't matter. You're going to fail either way. If you said that, (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot more difficult for me to respond Uh because I lose my breath and I I get into a different place. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So, yeah. So I could imagine how some of the class that you teach is really training the rejectors to, you know, show true rejection. Oh, it's, it's uh, one thing I say is like what they say at Krav Maga. It's be a good practice partner. So in Krav Maga, if you're practicing how to get out of a chokehold, if your partner is putting their hands on your shoulders instead of putting their hands around your neck and closing off your airway, you're not learning. And so now at the same time, you shouldn't go 100% of the way and 
choke somebody out in five seconds. Right, right. But it has to feel like a choke so that you're getting real practice for the real situation. Yeah, yeah. And so with this, it's it's about training each other because you know what? It's it's hard for a lot of us to say very direct things. Yeah. And yeah. here's the other thing. To being a rejector and you reject the person and say something that attacks their character, when you don't – like if I were to do that to you and you didn't tell me you felt hurt, I don't believe you because, one, I can probably tell that you're hurt. But, two, I feel hurt. A lot of times you say things like that and you're like, oh, shoot, I didn't realize I said something so harsh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I feel really, really bad for saying that. And then the other person says they feel hurt and you're like, I feel hurt too. But so it's it's about how – learning about even how rejecting somebody can hurt. So yeah, yeah. The, the technique's not just for the person who is being rejected, but also for the person who has to say no to somebody. How do you say no to somebody without attacking their character? Yeah, yeah. Very good. Very and good. let them know that you still love them and care about them. Yeah, very good. That, that gives us all something to consider. I, I can imagine several journaling activities where we uh, spend time identifying those kinds of things. That's, that's great. Thank you, Jim. You're welcome. I mean, I'd say that the biggest journaling activity, the quickest one is honestly just download Ifilio and try it because the first <laughs> step seems to be the hardest for most people. Just answering how do I feel? Yeah. And being honest with having the courage to be honest with yourself about how you feel, let alone with somebody else is very, very challenging. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's help that I've just practiced over and over and over again. So. Yeah. Yeah. 5,000 times you said. Three thousand. Three thousand. Let's, <laughs> let's not get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be up there soon enough. Very good. I wanted to share your offer that you had for people. Please let us know how can Journal Talk listeners get a hold of you, and do you have any special offer you'd like to share? So, um, if you send me an email at jim at ifilio dot com, so that's jim at i feel. IO.com. And if you mention journal talk in the uh, subject, for the first 10 listeners that send an email, I'll do a 15 minute phone call with you and talk to you about anything that you're working on with regards to emotions or anything related to that. So if you need help with the app or if you are curious about the class or just want to learn anything more, I'd love to talk to you. Super, super. Yeah, thank you. That is great. And be ready for your phone to ring. <laughs> email first email the email yes. the phone call. Yeah. and then how can people reach you just otherwise where are you located on the web and tell us for the people living in the bay area how they can attend one of these classes so the classes i just so i live in uh, oakland california the classes have been started in, in, here in oakland i will be traveling to europe for a couple months but i'll be back um be teaching the class out in europe other than that so the best way is to get in contact with me is is through that email address mm-hmm. okay. um, at com. I you can also check out ifilio on the App Store and the Android uh, Play Store. You can also check out emotionalselfdefense.org. It's only it's pretty much a placeholder website for now, but more but will be coming have, there. Yeah, that'll have the information about you and the class, and that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out my overall web marketing identity presence thing. So when I asked <laughs> you for help with that, I really did, do need help with some of this. And so I've blogged in many different spots. The most current blog was ifilio.com slash blog. 
Um, but I'm looking to revamp that over the next couple of months to nice. get something a little streamlined. So. Nice, nice. Well, if you don't mind, we can sort of close out sharing a little bit about what you're doing uh, in Europe. Some of the things you told me are fascinating. And Jim, I think you will, and this is not just flattery, I think you're, you are stumbling into some really important work. And I think it has a lot of application in a lot of different fields. And I'm really excited. I'm sure you're going to get your branding and your your web presence down soon. And if you need help, I would love to help you. <laughs> I would be honored to help you. But uh, tell us what you're, what you're up to in, in Europe, some of the things that you're doing and attending. First, I felt myself blush as you were saying that, Nathan, because I I typically don't know how to respond to compliments very well. So thank you for saying that and <laughs> for reaching out to me. Um, <laughs> in Europe, so I went last year to a conference. It was a train the trainer conference in Germany. So you have people who want to be trainers and facilitators that are trying to learn more about group dynamics and how to run these events. And so I have a friend of mine that's sponsored by the EU, and so we're going out there, and there'll be people, I think, from eight different countries attending the conference, and so I'll be one of the trainers there, um, and hopefully doing an emotional self-defense workshop within the conference itself and some other related workshops. I'll also be going to Cyprus uh, on another conference uh, with the same group, but this conference is about uh, who wants to be an entrepreneur. And so this is more about the entrepreneurial side of things. But at the same time, I see emotional self-defense and all this I feel you and emotion work working for most humans, just depending on the context that they're faced with. So entrepreneurs have very different and similar contexts that they face mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. as do trainers and facilitators. So uh, I see myself just adapting emotional self-defense for that as well. Yeah, um, yeah. If I have time. I'm going to try to go visit a friend in Sweden and a friend in Dubai and run classes there as well. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, that uh, hopefully you, uh, you're successful with that. And yeah, I could see, you know, this is like these, this is, these are the threads of world peace, you know, like these are the things that add up to countries getting along, people understanding one another. I think you're really onto something and wish you the best of luck. You just blew my mind. These are the threads of world peace. Wow, Nathan, thank you. That's a, I, wow, thank you. <laughs> I mean it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Anything else you would like uh, the Journal Talk listeners to uh, consider? I would say allow yourself to feel. It's okay to feel whatever emotion you're feeling. It's completely fine, whether it's a quote unquote negative emotion or positive emotion, or you don't even know what it is. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel afraid. It's okay mm. to feel courageous. It's okay to feel excited. It's okay to feel proud. It's okay to feel nervous. It's okay to feel vulnerable and weak and helpless and all these things. So just let yourself feel, you'll feel more alive and, and your vivacity will rub off on other people. Mm -hmm. I feel you, Jim. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and how are you feeling right now? I am feeling really smiley, like happy. Yeah, that's that's how I'm. I, I'm satisfied. Yeah. I'm satisfied. This was a great interview. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank, thank you so much, yeah, Nathan, for your persistence it. and effort on this. I really thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Let's stay in touch, and uh, and uh, I'll talk to you hopefully when you get back from your trip, and and we'll put this on the air. We'll we'll make things happen. Sounds great. Thank you, Nathan. <laughs> you bet. Take care. Well, bye. This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Right for Life. 
a web resource for living with passion, clarity, and purpose through journal writing. Find us online at www.writeforlife.us, spelled W-R-I-T-E, the number four, L-I-F-E dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk. Journal Talk.